everybody, whether you're the president of a company or the paperboy, everybody has the exact same amount of time. You and I both have 24 hours a day. No more, no less. The question is, what do you do with your time? Welcome to ZBook's Successful Authors Podcast. And this is a special edition podcast. Me and another author friend of mine, Anita Rogers, were thinking about, you know, why don't we make a podcast about how to podcast and why to podcast for authors? And so this is it. And so let's get started. How and why to podcast. Let's start with why to podcast. First of all, you build instant authority when you start start podcasting. It's crazy. Uh, It's so easy nowadays, too. I'm going to get to that at the uh, middle of this podcast, but you you start building instant authority once you start podcasting. It's a strange effect. It just immediately upgrades your website. It immediately upgrades your author profile and your authority. It's really cool. Um, So there's really no reason to not start a podcast. And We'll get into more reasons in a second. Now, another reason is influencer outreach. This is probably the biggest reason. And like I said, uh, uh, through a podcast with a recent uh, friend of mine, Anita Rogers, uh, now I'm doing a guest post on her blog. So that's free exposure for me, free traffic for me. And it also adds value to her blog. So it's a win-win all around. But not only that, you get to meet amazing people and you get to ask them questions you would never ask them before. You get to interview them. So, for example, if you met these people on the street, they might not even give you the time of day or you would, you know, plapper out, you know, I'm your biggest fan, blah, 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 and totally low value conversation, right? But when you approach these people and say, I want to add value and, and introduce you to my readers, Then you get to interview them, and you get to ask them questions you would never ask them. And you learn from them. It's just amazing. It's awesome. It's really the best thing and the quickest thing you could do to learn. It's one of those 80-20 things, right? You really get a lot out of podcasting. It's really worth it. So, for example, I interviewed Dr. Bernie Siegel. Now, this is a, a... surgeon. He was a surgeon for many years, and then he turned into healing or towards healing to help his patients, because as a surgeon, he never learned to actually help his patients. So he became kind of like a Jungian psychologist, and he just has some jaw-dropping stories. And he's been around for a long time. He was one of the first people to establish support groups for patients and prove that it works. Uh, I also met Brian Meeks, the master, the absolute meister of Amazon ads. I learned a lot from him. Go to zbooks.co and look at, watch, or listen to my podcast with him. You will learn a lot about Amazon ads. I met Steve Scott, one of my big heroes. He's probably the Muhammad Ali of independent publishing, one of the first guys, one of the first Kindle millionaires, and... uh, I just had an excellent conversation with him. It was awesome. Uh, I met so many. It's it, too many to, to mention. Uh, I met Tyler Wagner, a launch expert, and he's just absolutely killing it. And um, anyway, there, there's 
you, you start this virtuous cycle, and then people start approaching you and want to be on your podcast. So it's, it's really amazing. A matter of fact, you might start doing too many podcasts. But anyways, influencer outreach is probably one of the most important things, because as long as you're networking, as long as you're outreaching and helping people and adding value, then your books, your business, no matter what it is, are going to go up. It's a virtuous upward cycle. Another thing is you in- immediately increase the traffic to your platform. Even if you don't get big names, it doesn't matter. Start with small names. Mix it up. You can't always do these big name authors. You can't always get the, the golden interviews. But you increase traffic to your website or your YouTube channel, whatever you choose. And it's, it's just a win-win for everybody. And it's also, if you're a total brand new beginner... It's the easiest way to start a blog ever. My friends are always asking me, oh, how do you start a blog? I mean, you know, they look at my blog and say, look, I had to start somewhere too. My first interview was with Simon Whistler, and a pretty big gun actually, and, uh, but it was terrible. I, I, had, I had a terrible microphone, terrible sound, no sound whatsoever. And, and it, oh man, it was just echoing like crazy, but you have to start somewhere. And, and, if you're a beginner and you don't know what to do, start a blog and just start podcasting. And then from the blogs and podcasts, you, you can make your first book or your first video or first information product. It's one of the easiest and fastest ways to start. So do it. Okay. So, okay. So that's another one. Like I said, you start this virtuous upward spiral and you get deal flow. People start approaching you and wanting to be on your podcast. And when you start stacking these things, you start stacking positive outcomes. And it's the fastest way to the top. Influencer outreach is the fastest way to the top. You know, number one question, I think Tim Grawl was the first to ask this. What's easier, tweeting 10,000 times or meeting somebody, an influencer that tweets once to his 10,000 followers, yeah? What's better, especially in the beginning? You don't have an audience yet, so go borrow somebody else's. And this is the best way because you add value to that person's platform and audience and portfolio, and they help you. It's a total win-win. Another reason to podcast, it's the fastest way to get a book together. Start interviewing people. And, of course, you need to tell them beforehand that you want to make a book. You shouldn't interview them and then put it in your book afterwards and then ask them afterwards if it could be in the book. So this is what happened to me recently. I was relaunching my book, B. Freud, and I interviewed Dr. Bernie Siegel. And I asked him, I asked him beforehand, actually, and we did the interview And it was just amazing. It was awesome. And I put it in the book, and I was about to relaunch the book because it's the third edition. And so this was a special interview for the third edition. And then right when I was about to push the button in Barnes & Noble, Bernie sent me a mail and said, Oh, uh, I got problems with my publisher. They won't let me publish the interview in your book the way it is. So it was an 11,000-word interview, and it was just murder to edit all of that and get it packed into the book in a really, in, you know, my style, a readable style. 
and get those 11,000 words parsed down to my third edition book. And I was so happy and proud to have that. And it was just such an awesome addition to the book. And then, boom, he couldn't put it in there. He had problems with his publisher. So this is really an argument against being published by somebody else. This is really a good example of why you should self-publish. So if you're going to do interviews for a book, make sure that they know way beforehand. Because me and Bernie did this interview really fast. And then he got... he just talk to his publisher later and guess what Murphy's Law didn't work so I had to do something else and you know really parse it down to almost nothing and uh, anyways make sure you get all of the necessary permissions first and then you can get a book together in a matter of days or weeks you know depending on how many people you want to interview and then you get their knowledge so again if you don't know anything go interview the people that know It's just amazing. It's one of the best things to do. So, interview people and make a book out of the interview. And then you can also make podcasts out of each section. Okay, there are many reasons to podcast, but let's talk about how to podcast now. One of the main things, especially with technology, it's you have to get a noise-canceling microphone. Okay, I use a headset, a Sennheiser headset, and it's a middle-of-the-road setup. It's not even a hundred bucks. Just go to Amazon and look up the Sennheiser uh, U320, for example. It's not even a hundred bucks, but no matter which microphone you use, make sure that you find one with noise canceling. Okay. Another tip is make sure there's an adapter for it, so that you can use it on your laptop or computer, or your cell phone or smartphone. Because some older computers, you have to use two jacks, the pink one for the mic and the green one for the headphones. Most of them nowadays, especially laptops, have the singular jack. So you need an adapter, a two-in-one adapter, so that when you use your cell phone or smartphone with Anchor FM, for example, then you have that. Or if you have a big computer, uh, it might have a sound card that has the old two-jack system. Okay? So, and as a matter of fact, right now I'm going to do an experiment because I want to hear the difference between the quality of the, the, the earbud microphone that I got with my Samsung smartphone, and my Sennheiser. Right now, I'm on my Sennheiser, and it has a handy little boom that you can mute your microphone so that when you have to cough, right, you push it up and mute it like this. You might hear it click now. Did you hear any clicks? That was me muting my microphone by pushing the boom up. But now I'm going to change mics. I'm going to pull this one out and put the cheapo mic that I got with my Samsung cell phone. Okay, so three, two, one. So now I'm talking to my Samsung microphone. I don't have the earbuds in, but I'm just going to talk for a minute so you can hear the difference. The problem with these is that they can rub on your shirt like this, and you can hear that. So I don't recommend using the microphone that you got with your cell phone or smartphone. Uh, They can be very good, actually. But if you're going to use it, don't move. Because every time you move your head, it rubs against your shirt and you might hear it. Okay? So it's a great solution 
if you don't have, you know, your headset with you and you're just on the run or, you know, spontaneous interview with Tim Ferriss. But be careful of that condenser mic because it's on your shirt and rubbing like that. Okay, now I'm going to sh um, switch back to my good one, the Sennheiser headset. In three, two, one. Okay, now I'm back with my Sennheiser with the noise-canceling microphone. I'm in my room with all of my covers around me. Covers are really noise-dampening. So I got a big tip from Simon Whistler in my very first podcast. He said, if you don't have a sound booth, go under the covers in your bed. Put the covers over you. You might sweat. You might be really hot. But put the covers over you, and that's the best sound booth ever. Noise-dampening. Okay? So... That's the number one tip for that. Because with the technology now, there's, there's no problem. There's no, it used to be you had to, you had to burn a feed and then you had to get the link for your feed and then give that feed to iTunes. Now, all you do is go to anchor.fm. It's so easy. I might make another podcast about that because this isn't going to be the end all do all podcasts of podcasting, okay? But really, there's no learning curve. Go to Anchor.fm. And I've been by many. I've been by Podomatic. I've been by Soundgarden. Anchor.fm is killing them all. They're making it so easy. It's ridiculous. Even grandma. Even my grandma could... Seriously, my grandma could, could podcast now with Anchor.fm. And the only problem with Anchor.fm right now is I think you have to use your smartphone. I don't know if they have a desktop application but they are still free right now so jump on now and uh, they're really good you you get a um a uh, a dashboard where you can mix and match sound bites and stuff so this is the thing when you use your smartphone like i'm doing right now it there's no uploading it's already uploaded and then you can mix and match now you can't get really fancy with overlapping audios you know what i mean where you have an intro and and you it blends in and you're overlapping you, you can't do that with this soundboard with this sound mixer uh, i do that with my linux computer when i want to but now from now on i use anchor whenever i can the only problem is I think everybody has to then download something to their smartphone, and some people don't want to do that. So then my second choice is then Zoom. Zoom is really good. Uh, you can use it with your computer, your Chromebook, desktop, anything. And so you always have to have a backup, because what if somebody doesn't have their smartphone, okay? So you have to have two or three backups. So my number one was Zoom until Anchor came along. Now my number one is Anchor. My number two is Zoom, which most people like better, actually, than Anchor. But uh, they're just not familiar with it yet, you know. So anyways, uh, so Zoom is a desktop application, works really good. It's even free, but in order to record with Zoom, you have to use the desktop application. You can't use the smartphone app or the Chromebook app. You have to use an old-style desktop computer okay so you always have one or two backups so number one anchor number two zoom zoom.com number three you could do something like with your chrome browser there's this really awesome plugin um, called screencastify and it's a video recorder but if you video record your podcast then you already have the video for youtube Okay, there's another one called MP3 Recorder or Skype MP3 Recorder. 
uh, for almost all computers. Just Google it. Or you can also use Google Hangouts plus Screencastify. You could use YouTube Live. You could use Google Talk plus Screencastify and Google Voice. Uh, all of these things work really well, actually. They're just kind of like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, intensive for your RAM and, and your processor to be taking a call on Skype or Google Hangouts and recording your desktop at the same time, you, you have to uh, have a pretty decent computer. Okay, but the point is you always need a backup. So the easiest backup is the Screencastify plugin, which which uh, screencast, it, it records your screen, okay? So then they can call you on your desktop, on Skype or Google Hangouts, whatever, and then you just record it, okay? So that's, that's a really good backup. I've had to do that before. And that works with almost everybody because everybody has a computer, right? So they can call you in or, or Skype, and you can use a real phone, actually. The, uh, the, the really, uh, the super, you know, best or worst possible situation is that they would have to call with their landline and then you can use google voice for that google voice you get a real telephone number actually which they can call and then you you are there on your desktop or your laptop and they call your google voice number so google voice is another backup and i think skype does that too i think you can get a a, a real phone number for skype but i've never had to do that because is anchor and zoom have always worked and just once I had to use Google Hangouts and record the desktop with Screencastify. Okay, so anyways, there's a lot of ways to record your podcast. Number X, be prepared. Share a Google Doc with the questions you want to ask to your interviewee, your podcast E. Uh, some people like James Altucher they don't want to share the questions because they think they're being censored. They want to ask, you know, they get these big wigs and big guns on there and they want to ask uncomfortable questions. I don't like that. I don't think that's, I think that's rude. Uh, you have to have some respect for your interviewee, uh, especially these big guns. You know, they, they, they get, um, they get hassled sometimes by reporters. So, you, you know, they, they think, are you interviewing me as a friend or as one of those weird reporters? So make sure that they know that you are interviewing them as a friend. Yeah, it's much different than a hostile reporter. So share a Google Doc with the questions. And of course, it's just a guideline. Uh, so, but do that. And then you can use the comments on the Google Doc. It's really fun, actually. Try to, to get rid of all of your ums. The easiest way to do that is to join Toastmasters and practice public speaking. I, I consider it mandatory for authors, even fiction authors. You have to be able to sell. You have to be able to talk. You have to be able to talk in front of people. You want to go to those book signings, right? You need to talk. And the ums really suck. You got to get rid of them. Matter of fact, I've already ummed once or twice in this podcast. So do not um. So is also another one. You got to watch out for the so's. Those are all filler words. Watch out for those. And the best way to improve is Toastmasters. And by the way, Toastmasters and public speaking is also a virtuous upward spiral. You will get people to buy your books. You will get an audience in Toastmasters. If you're a brand new author, go to Toastmasters. Seriously. Okay, back to the um, questions. Now, yes, give your interviewee some questions beforehand, but don't stick to them like an agenda, 
like you have to. If you're on an interesting topic, go deep with it. Don't just jump to the next question. I do this all the time, and I'm, I'm really fighting it. I'm trying not to. Uh, your listeners want to go with that question. They're always thinking, oh, what, but, but what, was, what was he going to say? What was he going to say? So don't interrupt. This is my big challenge. Don't interrupt. That's why I say that. It's because it's I'm the worst. I'm always so exciting. I'm all excited. I'm always interrupting. So try not to interrupt and go deep. When you're on an interesting question, let them talk. Let them talk all the way until that uncomfortable silence, and then you talk. It's really hard to do, especially for me, but that's your number one challenge, actually. Once you're in the interview, you're talking too quick. You're nervous, this and that. And uh, so go deep. Stick with whatever they're doing. Don't stick to the agenda. Once they're going deep on a question, then keep going. Now, of course, the other way is when you get you go down a rabbit hole, like when you maybe you're talking about technology and HTML or something. This is the art of podcasting. You have to know. You have to be able to step outside of yourself and look. Okay, we gotta we gotta cut it there or something, you know. Because I try to do it all in one cut. I don't want to uh, uh, rework the podcast. I don't have time for all this editing. Okay, so don't interrupt. Go deep with the questions. And don't stick to the questions. You can skip over them. You know, it's just a guideline. Go with the flow. And, and because your readers, your listeners will really like that. And they'll really hate you if you just jump to the next question. Because, man, that guy was onto something. Man, what was he going to say? You know, so don't do that. Let them keep talking. Let your interviewee keep talking. That's what your listeners want. You rarely, rarely ever have to jump in uh, to stop them. Almost never. Actually, you have to stop yourself from going down the rabbit holes. But don't stop your interviewee from going down the rabbit holes. Okay, another tip is make a custom thumbnail. And so, for example, YouTube, if you're going to publish to YouTube, and yes, you should definitely publish to YouTube. Upward Spiral, hardcore. Uh, It's free, too. So, want free traffic? Uh, publish to YouTube, but make a custom thumbnail for that. And you can use canva.com to do that really easy. They have a YouTube template. So maybe I'll make another podcast about that too, or a video, a how-to video. Okay, but make a Pinterest graphic. Also, canva.com, they've got a Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, do it. Wherever you publish, make a custom graphic for that platform in their format. makes a big, huge difference. If you're publishing to YouTube, don't use the automatically generated thumbnail. Put your own in there with arrows and all of that stuff. And yes, you should publish to YouTube. Uh, I'm a member of many YouTube channels and YouTube creators and all of these uh, big guns like Sean Cannell and... uh, they, they came back from a, a conference with YouTube, with the YouTube owners and managers, and they said they have just started. Okay, everybody thinks, oh, yeah, you know, is YouTube's over. YouTube's, yeah, YouTube's over 10 years old already, you know. So the traffic is going exponential. It's time to make a YouTube channel. If you are an author, fiction, nonfiction, it doesn't matter. Make a YouTube a- a channel. I mean, why would you deny free advertising? 
Okay, it's free advertising, and it's just going up. It's growing exponentially. It's growing faster than Facebook. Okay, I forgot the numbers. Facebook has a billion users. YouTube has a billion new users, but it's growing like three times faster than Facebook. So you must have a YouTube channel, and you should no. You must publish your podcast to it. So there are a lot of different techniques to put video onto your audio. But that I will save for another post. So the other tip is to follow up when you're done. Weeks afterwards even, keep talking to the person you interviewed and thank them and ask them for leads. Maybe they'll get you the next podcaster interview. And so whatever you do, you got to follow up. And that concludes this session, my friends. You can go to Anita Rogers' website, the ZBooks website. I'm going to put all of the links in the anchor.fm page for this podcast and on the guest post that's going to be on Anita Rogers' website and on the ZBooks website, zbooks.co, and on the YouTube channel. They're all going to be there, and I will probably edit this part of the podcast just so that you will get the link in audio. Okay, that's it for now, my friends. Take care, and I look forward to seeing you at the top. Okay, my friends, I made a folder for you to pick up the bonuses and presentation to this podcast for free. No email sign-up required, nothing. Just go to bit.ly slash y2pod and go get your presentation and stuff. Uh, so that is bit dot ly forward slash y number two. P-O-D. So everything's written small, and then there's the number two. So bit.ly slash Y2Pod. Okay, my friends, have fun. Okay, my friends, if you like that podcast, then remember to go to zbooks.co and go get all the materials to start your authoring career. We have a seven-day challenge every week, so there's no excuse to not finish your book. And remember, please go to iTunes and upvote this podcast and Google Play. Okay, I look forward to seeing you at the top.